0: the Bayer Cropcast with Matt Willis and Craig White, your technical field representatives in Western Australia. In this Cropcast we'll give you a quick wrap up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and growing healthy crops. We're passionate about agriculture and crop protection and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Cropcast. Welcome to the first Bayer Cropcast. It's July 2018, and I've got on the line Matt Willis, who's my colleague working in the north of Western Australia agricultural areas. How are you this morning, Matt? Good, thanks, Whitey. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so Matt, um, interesting idea. People might wonder why we're doing the Cropcast, but as I said in the introduction, we are very passionate about agriculture and everything that's related to growing healthy crops, crop protection, agriculture in general, and we really wanted to use this crop cast as a little idea where we can uh, reach out to a lot more people uh, about things going on around and things we have been doing um, and also things that are coming up around their areas so matt i suppose being the first crop cast would be great if people knew a little bit more about us so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and after you've done that i'll tell everyone a little bit about myself and next time we'll uh, just get straight into it so matt what's uh, your background okay. mate I uh, started with Bayer last year, but prior to that I
1: was working as an agronomist with Elders um, in the Eastern Wheatbelt and Mylcatchem. Uh, and prior to that I've worked for companies such as AACL and Farmworks.
0: Fantastic Matt, and currently what area do you cover with Bayer?
1: To uh, make things simple, it's pretty much all of the West Australian wheat belt north of the Great Eastern Highway. So that's uh, going
0: out to uh, Muckand to the east and up as far as Beno to the north. Great, and yeah, from my side, Matt, I'm also an agronomist. Way back uh, when I first came over from South Australia in the 1990s, grew up over there on a wheat and sheep and uh, grape growing farm uh, or property in the mid north. So that was great, and I came over to the west, worked for the Department of Agriculture for a few years and uh, agronomist out at Meriden and, and then moved into Bayer, working up in Perth and now I live down in the beautiful southwest and cover all the southern area w- below where you do. So yeah, together we cover a, a huge range of area across Western Australia, see a lot of people and do a lot of interesting stuff, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah we cover
1: a, a range of conditions, certainly as we're seeing this year too, where um Unusually, they've probably got a bit more rain in the north than they were in the south. Um, I don't know. It's uh, a few challenging conditions down towards the south Stirlings, Um but up north it's probably one of the best starts they've had in about 20 years.
0: Yeah, really interesting. It certainly is challenging in the south in areas. Uh, it's really turned around in the last few weeks, but there is still that very challenging area, South Stirlings and across the coast there towards Esperance. So let's hope that the rain does come and those areas can get some decent crops growing this year, Matt. Um, we'll yeah, do everything we can and if people want more information or help from us then we'll give out some ways of getting in touch with us at the end of the CropCast. Certainly. Yeah. So, Matt, let's talk about a few little things um, that are going on at the moment. I'll lead off quickly. I'd certainly seen with young canola crops around at the moment, and with the right way the rainfall pattern has come out this season, that uh, in the, you know, right now we have canola crops varying anything from you know, still getting out of the ground, um, although there's less of those at the moment, to you know well and truly in the leaf stages, so two to four, even up to six leaf stages, and I'm sure there's some that are, I've seen some more advanced than that, but those ones that are in that vegetative stage, um, really at risk, Uh, depending on the rotation and the variety and whatever's been done up front of potentially picking up blackleg spores that are coming out uh, or showering over crops at the moment. So people should really check the uh, Department of Agriculture or Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development it's called now Deepherd, They have that blackleg sporical model and just last week they did publish uh, right across the Western Australian wheat belt that there's a lot of spore shower activity happening again. And Bayer launched again this year, an improvement on the Presari scale. So, Matt, maybe you want to talk a little bit about Crop Alert that Bayer's launched today? Oh,
1: Crop Alert, as most people will be familiar with, the Presaro scale. If not, um, it's quite a simple process. Where you, you go into your website and you select with the blackleg. You can uh, check for uh, blackleg spore release and also the risk of sclerotinia in your canola crop um, with the blackleg uh uh, program or website, you uh, enter in your crop stage, uh, your location, putting in your postcode and um, from that you should be able to generate the risk of uh, black leg um, spore release and infection in the next uh, few days. Um, the sclerotinia um, uh, program is even simpler, you just put in your postcode and it will let you know the likelihood of sclerotinia developing and uh, whether or not you should be looking at uh, applying a protective fungicide.
0: Yeah, it's a great resource, Matt. And, you know, it's powered by that Deep herd sporical model and other models, rainfall network all around the state. And, yeah, it's au, And there's a lot of information there. So if um, the risk is high, Matt, what can listeners do out there as far as, you know, what, does the does Crop Alert also give some advice on what you can do about these issues if there is a high risk or a medium risk?
1: Uh, it's got some... Good information on there about Pissaro and Aviator Expro and uh, how to use them, when to use them. Um, It's a great resource to be able to find out more information about these products.
0: Yeah, fantastic Matt. So get on the web, check out cropalert.com.au. That's a disease and certainly hearing a little bit now also Matt about early net blotch starting to appear in some barley crops. So again, it's really important to keep an eye on that one and... Uh, we launched Aviator X-Pro from Bayer this season, earlier this season, and it's really uh, an excellent uh, product on those. Um, are you seeing any net blotch up in the north just yet, Matt, or what's happening with... Yes, certainly.
1: Um, I, I, it's predominantly uh, exclusively uh, spot-form net blotch at this point, and I've been seeing it from the get-go, particularly on barley on barley. Um, I saw some spots on some two-leaf barley um, earlier in the month, earlier in June, rather, and um, and as the season's progressed and with this rainfall present, um, we're seeing uh, it's, it's quite uh, easy to spot around the place. So there'll be plenty of people at this stage looking to uh, apply a fungicide at the Z31 stage of their crop to uh, give protection uh, of the yield-producing leaves. Um, Aviate Expro is certainly looking like one of the best options out there. Um, there's been plenty of trial work done within Bayer, comparing it particularly up against Presaro. And it uh, appears to be a, a step up in terms of control, particularly on these necrotrophic diseases like net blotch. Um, there's also, uh, I believe, or early reports in the south uh, towards Mortlock, I believe, of some netform form net blotch appearing. So that's another one which Aviator X Pro will be particularly strong on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Matt. We're starting to see that. And any listeners out there that aren't fully aware of what Aviator X Pro can do, uh, you can get in touch with Matt or myself or any of our customer sales representatives around the state and we'll give out some details how to do that at the end of the crop cast so that's a good one matt and uh, always interesting it's always keeping us on our feet and then of course uh, weeds you know uh, lots of early weeds they're the biggest yield robbers they're the ones that we need to get on top of because research way back in the 1990s shows that early weed control provides the best benefit and you know even in high Say wild radish infestations by getting in there for four tillering stage when the weeds are small, you can get anywhere even up to 45% yield advantage or gain from getting on top of them as opposed to staying, uh, yeah, running late. So, what are some of the options, Matt, that are being used up north at the moment and through the central areas? Well,
1: specifically up north where they've had uh, good rains now and plenty of warm weather, their crops are flying along, and most guys particularly. In the far north and geraldton and to, through the, the midwest have uh, already applied at that two to four leaf stage either a jaguar or a velocity spray um and with their potential to potentially come back to another one and during early tillering um with subsequent germinations um but yeah uh, when there's been some really high densities uh, it's certainly been an advantage to go out with a, a tank mix with an lve or or a Tiger X with a velocity to give you a little bit more um, translocation with, with the addition of an LVE. Yeah, certainly uh, been, uh, uh, people around Geraldton have been very well disciplined in uh, controlling their wild radish um, and it's something that will look towards, towards the south are probably looking towards doing in the near future.
0: Yeah, that's right, Matt. And look, at the message time and time again. Lots of research that we've done as a company, showing getting in there nice and early is where you're going to get the most return on investment. Don't let those weeds rob you. You do a lot there to, you know, put the crop in and uh, everything. So don't let those weeds rob you. And get on top of them and velocity the great thing is you can go in from the two leaf crop stage because of that fantastic crop safety that's in there Matt. We can give advice on those or obviously local advisors and our customer sales representatives. So Matt that's um, probably touching on a few topics do you have anything else you wanted to bring up or mention any activities going on around you that people should be aware of field walks coming up for example?
1: Yeah, well, we've got a few coming up this month. Uh, a lot of the grower groups have, and resellers have their trial sites uh, up and away now, and they're looking to show people across these sites um, whilst there's some early early things to look at. Um, I, myself, I'll be going to the Mingyunu Irwin group have their post seeding walk on the 17th of July, um, and then the following day, on the 18th of July, uh, the Levy group have their post seeding walk. So I'll be attending both of them. I've got uh, trials at both of them, which I'll be... Showing off, Um, both of them looking at Epical Energy as a uh, protection against Rhizoctonia, Crown Rot, and uh, Flag Smut. Also, late early, early on the 2nd of August, um, David Gray's at their Agro Advantage site up at Geraldton. We're having a field walk there, so I'll be attending that too. What about down your way,
0: Whitey? Yeah, plenty going on as well as the season's starting to get going now. And next Thursday, I'll be down at Cranbrook at the Elders Cranbrook. field site down there. I went down last week and it's looking superb. You've got that great view of the Stealing Ranges as well which is always really nice when you're looking at crops but within the actual trial site there's a whole range of interesting things going on there including pre-emergent herbicide comparisons and that site's being set up for uh, plenty of um, post-emergent activity including fungicides and that new Aviator X-Pro we talked about will be featured in that site along with Prozaro as well as a whole range of other products that uh, are coming out on the market or are on the market so there's that one and then yeah certainly the David Gray's site's coming up later on in the month around uh, Dumble Young and also out at Meriden so there's plenty on Matt and uh, there'll be a lot more to come and it's you know the other place people should have a look at is the gga newsletter if they're getting that or if they're not getting it should really sign up because that's a fantastic resource to give people uh, an idea of what field walks and things are coming up of course there's all those grdc rcsn meetings coming up all over the state there's about 15 of them i think matt so plenty of things to do if you're uh, not able to uh, do things in the paddock or whatever and get great information so yeah it's very interesting all good fun
1: yes certainly a great to to learn about current products and new products and how they compare against each
0: other yeah interesting now matt um just a piece of trivia did you know something uh back in 1994 something happened on this day what do you reckon it could be 1994
1: 1994. i'm sure a lot of things happened in this day in 1994 as far as it was now i was gonna test out my maths 24 years ago so that, that that was uh
0: what happened 24 years ago on this day, Whitey? Well, you and I were both around, that's one thing for sure, me a little bit longer than you, Matt, but I found out that the famous movie, Forrest Gump, was released on this day in 1994. It just seems like that movie's always been around, so I guess it feels like that, because 1994 is a little while ago, mate. So it
1: is. Cool. Uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got another one here. I've got a, a, a little uh, fact for you here, Whitey, did you know that july the current month we're in and april start on the same day every year
0: <laughs> really no i didn't that's, know that it's interesting i'm sure
1: you'll check your calendar to make sure
0: that's right it's yeah. A, yeah very very interesting i'll ask my nine-year-old daughter to do that she loves checking the calendar for all sorts of things including leap years and all that sort of stuff so i'll, I'll test her out and see if that's right matt <laughs> and we'll let listeners know next, next time we do this now just finally mate um do you want to give me an idea of what app or tool or other tip has helped you in the last month? What's something you might be using? A tool, tip, you know, anything that's been helping you in your job in the last month?
1: In the last month? Uh, <laughs> well, one's probably. Uh, not, uh, entirely relevant for everyone, but I know that um, one of the hotels that I frequent up in in Geraldton have a a mobile access app now, which means that you don't even have to to check in at the front desk. You can just walk in, tap your phone up against the door of your hotel, and it buzzes you in. It's uh, a bit of a time saver. (laughs) Goodness
0: (laughs) me. Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I've
1: certainly been uh, utilizing a lot of the weather apps out there, just trying to uh, With us doing our own trials, obviously we have to look at the the forecast for the weather, for the the rainfall and and wind patterns for our own trial work, just as uh, just as uh, plenty of other growers do around the state. Uh, So yeah, plenty of my my, my weather zone and Bureau of Meteorology uh, apps have uh, been getting a solid workout as I (laughs) figure out when I can spray.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And something I saw, I haven't tried this yet, but you know. The little D shackles on your trailers—we're towing trailers around with all sorts of things at the moment—and I'm sure everyone's got a trailer or two. And occasionally, you know, how you're going to get the pliers out and unjam the the uh, the shackle because it's t- you know bound to the metal. I saw someone had put a little O-ring in between the end of it and uh, the and the the bit that binds, and yeah, it's uh, apparently you never ever need the pliers again if you put that O-ring in. So I'm going to try that on some that. Uh, don't get a lot of use. The ones that we're using all the time, probably no issue, but the O-ring on the D-shackle, yep, was something I thought was pretty cool that I saw on Twitter recently. Um, so oh, thanks
1: for whoever those, that was. Uh, really cold days you get down there in Bridgetown, Why do you do? You've got the cold fingers first
0: thing in the morning, and the last thing you're going to be doing is wrestling with a D-shackle. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Matt. All good. All right. Well, if anybody's got any other great tips, share them on Twitter. You can find Matt and I both on Twitter. My handle is at photo by CW, at photo by CW. And what's yours, Matt?
1: Mine is at Matt Willis Ag. That's M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L-I-S-A-G.
0: Fantastic. So, listeners, you can get in touch with Matt or I out there if you don't know us, and we'd be only too happy to cover anything and explain more. you in touch with the right people about anything we've talked about today on Bayer Cropcast and yeah we'll look forward to catching up with you again Matt to do this in another month Um, and don't forget you can get heaps of information at our website crop.bayer.com.au thanks Matt keep on going we will talk to you on the next Bayer Cropcast
1: yes see you all thanks for listening
0: Thanks for joining us on Bayer CropCast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone 1-800-804-479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.